0: Our word for the year is inconvenient faith. That convenient Christianity is the enemy of your soul. And there's nothing convenient about following Jesus. It's going to require you some inconvenience in your life. You're going to have to push through some things. And that's what these eight core practices are about. We have these eight core practices that really help us to press into our faith, to press into. Jesus, but if we're honest, these eight practices that we have aren't really the eight core practices or the eight inconvenient practices. None of them on the left are convenient. They're all inconvenient. And so that's why we're in this series right now called inconvenient giving. We've been talking about giving. It's not just money, by the way. Giving is not just money. Turn to somebody and say, ain't just about your pocketbook. Okay? Ain't about ain't just about pocketbook. Okay. It's about it's about your time. Your talent and your treasure, say that with me. It's your time, your talent, and your treasure. It's all of those together. Last week we started the series and we talked about the motivation of me. Woo, that was the the hidden motivation of me and the motive that I have. And this week I wanna talk about time. We're gonna talk about giving my time and to get us all focused on on board all together on the same train headed down the same track i asked the band if they would help me out with this to help us get in the frame of mind for this so you got it you ready okay go ahead anytime this will help us all to worship and get ready <laughs> uh, obviously too young to remember cindy lopper too old to have watched trolls so that's why he doesn't know that song uh, come on thank good job guys thank uh, you Yeah, that was awesome so let's uh let's start over in the book of ephesians if you're new to the scriptures this is written by the apostle paul and he wrote this to a church so this is a letter he wrote to a church in ephesus and that's why they call it ephesians And in Ephesians chapter five, what we're gonna look at here is, um, Paul gives us some instructions on life and really I think it's gonna help us when it comes to time. And then we're gonna look at an example of how to spend our time in scripture. So let's look first here, Ephesians chapter five. Paul says this, so be careful. Somebody say be careful. Be careful how you live. Don't live like fools, but live like those who are wise. Make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. Don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. Okay, now over in Luke chapter 10, this will give us an idea of what the Lord wants us to do and how we should be spending our time. A good example here, again, if you're new to the Scriptures, Luke is one of the Gospels. Luke was not a disciple of Jesus, but he wrote down the accounts of Jesus' life for us to read. And this is one of them. And a little context on this, Mary and Martha... Uh, that we're gonna read about here are really good friends with Jesus. They know him well. And in fact, their brother Lazarus was the one that Jesus raised from the dead. So they're very close. And when Jesus would come in the area, he would stay with them. And that's what the scriptures tell us. In verse 38, chapter 10 of Luke, verse 38, as Jesus and his disciples continued on their way to Jerusalem, they came to a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. Her sister Mary sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he taught. But Martha was distracted by the big dinner she was preparing. And She came to Jesus and she said, Lord, doesn't it seem unfair to you that my sister just sits here while I do all the work? Can I get an amen from the ladies? (laughs) Wow, some of you are like, on that quick. (laughs) Tell her to come and help me. But Jesus said, man, Martha, You're worried and upset over all these details. There's only one thing worth being concerned about, and Mary has discovered it, and it's not gonna be taken away from her. So I wanna talk about giving my time. Father, in the moments that we have to look into your scriptures, would you help us now um, to make the most of our time, to understand about time? And I don't know what you need from Jesus today, but this is your moment. Just ask him. Say, God, I... Maybe you're a little distracted or maybe you came in here pretty heavy laden. You got something pretty heavy on your mind and it's just, just ask him to give you his peace just for a moment. And I, and I want you to think this way as you're as you're talking to God. God, I'm not gonna hear everything, but what's the one thing? What's the one little thing? Just give me one thing, God, and I'll hold on to that. Thank you, Father, for your word. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. Amen. Have you ever been to um, a coffee with a friend or maybe having a party at the house, a dinner party, or maybe you're hanging out with your family, and, and you look up at the clock and you're like, whoa, where did the time go? I mean, you're having so much fun, and you're, at the, you're like, man, two hours, three hours, four, you're like, oh my goodness, I had the, where did the time go? This, this just happened to me yesterday. Um, we have uh, snow like everybody else in, a, in our backyard, but we have a little opening in our backyard out into, um, I, I, did I tell you, have I told you guys I live on 40 acres? I live on 40 acres. I own a quarter of it. I don't know who owns the back of it, but they did say that we could use it anytime we wanted. And so I had this brilliant idea because I've also got a zero turn radius mower that i have talked about many times from this stage because it's so glorious and it was gifted to me by the previous owner of the home. And I got this idea. I was like, wait a minute, I could get this thing out. I could hook a sled on the back of it and I could just have some fun. Problem is I need some kids to do that. So, you know, you just don't go knocking on strangers doors. Can I borrow your kid for an hour? That's just weird. So I called up uh, the Hawkinsons. So if you, uh, most of you know the Hawkinsons. If you don't, uh, Eric was right here, the one who didn't know the words to time after time. Yeah, so, um, oh, they're already showing a picture. So uh, so I, I got, his boys came over. And we hooked it up and we hauled this thing all over the backyard. I mean, and it was like one of those times, like, where did the time go? I made, I've made trails all the way through this 40 acres. I kid you not. I get me with my chainsaw for half a day and I can make it happen. And so we were going all over the place in this thing. And then, and then uh, I looked at Eric and I go, man, every dad should have his turn too. Right? I mean, every dad, the problem is. When you're on a, a mower like that, it doesn't go fast anyway. But then you put a large adult human behind it and it really doesn't go that fast. We got video. You wanna see this video? Like this is this is Pastor Eric uh, right here. It's going as fast as I can get it to go. The more you focus on it, the more it'll bother you. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Like, where did the time go? We were having so much fun. But have you ever had one of those moments where you're like, whoa, where did the time go? Where, you know, you like wasted time. There's nothing worse than wasting time. You know where it gets me? When I'm scrolling for something to watch. You know, like, I, I spend more time scrolling than I do actually watching. And, and I'm, I, I, this happened to this I'm scrolling, I'm scrolling, I'm scrolling. I, I finally, I'm just, you ever get so desperate, you're like, well, it says it's a sci-fi western drama documentary. Oh, it's a foreign film, and it's, oh, in subtitles. Hey, I'm in. You in? I'm in. I'm in. Because you're just so desperate. Laura and I, we got caught up in this. We started, this is funny, because we started watching the show called Timeless, which is kind of ironic. I'll give you a moment to write that down timeless. Okay. Did you get that, Terry? Timeless. Okay. Cause I know some of y'all are like, what is that show? I need to check. It's one more show. We all need one more show to watch, don't we? Just give me one more to watch. And so we started watching this show and it was okay at first. And then it started getting really good. And, and then we got into a, a, a one episode and then another episode and then another. And I don't know who it is in, in your relationship is the one who says, just one more, just, <laughs> just one more, just one. Just one more. That's Laura. Laura is the just one more, and I'm like, baby, I can't do it. She goes, just one more, just one more, every time. And I'm not key. We look up. It's like 1:30 in the morning. Now that may be like some of y'all like. So I go to bed at 9:30 every night, people. Amen. Way past. <laughs> way past my bedtime. But there, there's these moments where where we found ourselves where we have just kind of. Wasted time, and there's nothing more frustrating than wasting time. We all want to make the most of the time that we've been given. So I'd like for you to write this down. This is where we're going to go for the next few minutes, okay? Time is a gift from God. Say that with me. Time is a gift from God, and time is a gift to be given. Time is a gift from God, and and time is a gift to be given one of the greatest gifts that we can give to each other is the gift of time time with your friends but how many times have you said hey we need to get together sometime and then you don't time time with your with your family and i'm talking about more than just sideline time do you know what sideline time is? Parents, parents of your kids in sports, or up on the stage and doing doing drama or doing band or something like that. Sideline time. Yay! So proud of you, honey. Good job. Woo! Yeah. I mean, that's great. But I think that our kids and we desire more than just sideline time. Have you ever found yourself like when maybe you're you're um, you're on your campus with your classmates, or maybe you're in your neighborhood and you don't have time and so you just do the hey you do the wave or you or you just do one of these what's up (laughs) because you you don't have time to raise your hand you're like that's all I got time for what's up not none of us want to waste time but let's just be honest giving our time to people is inconvenient oh none of us want to admit that I don't even want to admit that I tried to rewrite that like four times but I couldn't because it's it's just, in, it's, it's inconvenient because we're busy. And if we're not busy, we're just worn out. So, so how, do we, how do we find the time? And, and, and when we do find the time, how do we find the energy <laughs> to, to give our time? We're going to look at it here for a few minutes. I think we get some answers here from Paul's letter and also this story Mary and Martha. Let's look first at Paul's letter, Ephesians 5.15. Ephesians 5.15. Say this first part with me. So be careful how you live. Turn to somebody and tell them, be careful. Be careful. Don't don't live like fools, but like those who are wise. So if you want to give the gift of time, the greatest gift that you could give to somebody, I want you to write this down. Prioritize people. Prioritize people. People, turn to somebody and say, make me a priority. Make me a priority. Well, ladies, lean into it. Ladies, just lean into that right now. Oh, he is preaching good today. Truth is, mo- most of us give very little thought to how we are, how we are spending our time. And w- we can get so busy with life that we miss out on what really matters in life, and that's people. It happens to all of us. You, you wake up, and you wake up, and you're already late, right? You're already behind, and the alarm clock just went off, and you're getting up, you're rattled, and you gotta get out the door, because you gotta get to work, and you wanna beat the traffic, and so you get up, and you get moving, and you try to make breakfast, you don't have time for breakfast, so you grab a granola bar, you head out the door, you jump in the car, and then you realize, I have children. And then it's back into the house, Getting them ready. They can't find their sock or their homework from the night before. Where's your backpack? You don't need it. I haven't eaten. I need a snack. I need You give them five bucks. You send them to school because you're like, you know what? You can eat at school. Breakfast, lunch, they can feed you. Here's some money. And then you just, and then you're out the door and you got, and you're stuck in traffic because you didn't. Make it in time, and so now you're stuck in traffic, and you're thinking about work that's right out there, work that's waiting right out there. And there's that project, and I got to get to work, and I got to get to work, and then you get to work, and you're all settled in, you're ready. I'm gonna work on this project, and then what happens? They walk in, and your boss piles two more projects on you, right? Hey, by the way, I need you to get this done today. And you're like, wait, I can't even manage the one project I'm on. Now you're putting two more on me, and you're like, okay, so I'm gonna work all the way through lunch. I don't even have time for lunch. I know I told my friend we were gonna do that thing, but I don't have time to do that right now because I gotta press through work, and and so I'm and through work, and then I'm going to have to leave a little bit later than I normally do, but I don't want to leave late because I don't want to hit traffic. I want to leave early because I, if I hit the traffic, it's only one time on the Broken Air Expressway, and that's 4.30 in the afternoon. If I leave at 4.30, I'm toast. And so you, 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 you go and you look up at the clock, you're like, 4.45. Oh, great. And so you get out and you are stuck in traffic and then you're stuck in traffic and you got to get home and then you get home and then you get home and you're like i got to make dinner and then you're like oh wait that's right i've got kids and so then you got to go find where your kids are at and you bring them in you realize you didn't get anything there's no food to make you're like you know what we're just gonna go get something and you run out the door and you go to taco bueno and you come home and you throw it on the table and you go it's taco tuesday <laughs> and your kid's like uh it's thursday <laughs> and you're like it's thursday where, 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 did the, where did the time go? This is Martha. Martha was so caught up in the urgent that she missed what was most important. People. Look at her story. Luke chapter 10, verse 40. This is Martha. She says, Lord, doesn't it seem unfair to you that my sister just sits here while I do all the work? Tell her to come and help me. I get this. I'm Martha. Anybody a Martha? Thank you, Martha's in the building. I didn't mean that literally that's your name. But I, all the, look at you. all the rest of you. I just got this nailed. i just so good. I'm so good with my time right now. I don't even know what you're talking about. So you know, I mean I think so many of us I'm a Martha. Whenever we have friends and family over to the house, like I love my family coming. They come for Thanksgiving and different holidays and get-togethers. I love it, but I and I love having my friends and big gatherings and and it's just so much fun to me. But I get so caught up in in preparing, and then I get caught up in the in the cleaning, and then I get caught up in the clean-upping. And that, and so what happens to me is I'm getting ready, and I'm spending all this time, and I'm getting everything ready, and then everybody shows up, and then I'm making sure everybody's got everything they need, and I'm super excited that they're there. But then I've got everything prepped, and then when everything's done, I take all the dishes, and I'm in the kitchen, and I'm doing all the dishes and rinsing them because I know they're they're going to be sitting there. Meanwhile, all the Marys are in the in the family room, and they're out on the the porch, and I'm. I'm Martha, I'm Martha. Because Martha's priority was, was the meal, but Mary's priority was people. Number one was Jesus. We're gonna come to that, but her, her priority was also the people that were gathered, the disciples and the other friends who were gathered for this meal, that's what mattered. And Paul says, be careful how you live, be careful. In other words, when he says be careful how you live, he's saying be careful with your time, okay? That's another way of looking at that. Don't, don't be foolish with your time, be wise with your time. Turn to somebody and tell them, be wise with your time. Be wise with your time. I want to I give you a real practical tool that I think will help you with this. Okay, I'm going to give you some things today that, that that have helped me. If they don't help you, don't do them. But but maybe they will help you. I, I want to encourage you to do this. Put people on the calendar. Put people on your calendar calendar now some of y'all are like i don't even keep a calendar i don't even know what you're talking about i am a true wing it person anybody wing it you're just like whatever's happening it's happening man come on let's make it happen okay you don't want to admit that but we are, i'm a wing it i just like i'm just gonna do i i'm just free I just, I just want to do whatever, and, and what happens is I find that I waste so much time that I don't get done what I wanted to get done. I don't prioritize who I wanted to prioritize. So when people look at my calendar, if I were to show you, and I'm going to show you a little bit of it here in just a moment, but if you were to look at my calendar and I were to show it to you, you're like, man, Brad is really anal. <laughs> wow. Everything has colors on his calendar. Every hour is accounted for. This guy is obsessed. He needs help because those of you who've seen my calendar, you think everybody thinks that I'm hyper-organized, but I am hyper-organized because I don't want to miss out on the things that matter most to me. So I actually put everything on my calendar. Like, one of the most important things for me is dinner with my family. Like, I'll show you a snapshot. This is a snapshot of my calendar. Right there, you see, 5.30 every night. Dinner with the family. Am I lying, Aunt Mary? Am I lying? No, dinner with the family. It has been on my calendar for like three decades, Every night, around 5 or 5.30, you know where you're going to find me? Sitting with my family because people matter. And for me, for me, I, I, I like eating around the table. I don't like going out and eating out because then they're going to make me leave and they're going to make me pay for it. And the two things I don't want to do. So I'm sitting there because I get my family and we can go together and talk about what's, how was your day today, how was your day today, how was your day today, and, and our kids, are, we have four of them and they're all spread out like 15 years apart, and so one time I can get them around the table and we can have a good time and we can talk and, and I get them and I get that, that relationship with them and we spend time together. Now, now is it every night at 5.30? No. Is it, is it every single night at 5.30? No, no. But to the best of my ability, it's going to be. Do sometimes other things get on my calendar? Yes, but here's what happens. Here's what happens. Because when you look at my calendar and it says, hey, Brad's eating dinner at 5.30, and you want to meet with me at 5.30? It has to be really, really important. And that happens sometimes. that I go, well, oh, I, I need to be at this meeting, or I need to, be do, I need to do this. But it's a very much an, a, an exception. You also see on there, uh, I, don't, I don't know if you see it or not. It's a, yeah, there's Laura, date, Thursdays at 6.30. Laura and I, we're going out on a date. You know why we did that? Because we had kids. And we realized we're never going to go out together. We're never going to see each other until they all move out. (laughs) But I had to prioritize my marriage. So we go out on a date. Is it every Thursday night? No. But if something slips into that Thursday, that whole block with her moves to another part of my calendar. Because we're going to do it to the best of our ability. Do we hit it out of the park every week? No. No, we don't. Some of you all have been looking at Kentucky on there. When does Brad going to Kentucky? I didn't know he went to Kentucky. No, that's the Kentucky Wildcats. I'm watching the game. Because people matter. Those five guys on the court, Ty Ty Washington, he better be healthy for the tournament. It ma- It matters. No, but ser- seriously, okay, I, I'm, I'm, I don't even know if I'm going to get to all I got to say today, but this I do want to say to you that I think is important. I actually have the Kentucky Wildcats on my calendar because I just love basketball, and I love college basketball, and I love the Kentucky Wildcats, and you got to have some me time. You have to take some time for yourself because if you're, if you're depleted of every resource, you have nothing to give to anyone. And you got to take some time for fun, for enjoyment, for hobbies, for things that you enjoy, things that God has put into you, that God has given to you. You say, man, I enjoy this, and nobody else enjoys it, and that's okay. You go enjoy that, and you fill yourself back up. And, And we need to give each other space to be able to do those things, but they can't dominate our lives. Prioritize people. Don't let the urgent distract you from the important. Okay, let's, let's go to Ephesians, back to Ephesians 5.16. He says this, make the most of what? Every opportunity. Make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. And to make the most of every opportunity, you got to have margin. Come on, turn to somebody and tell them margin matters. Margin matters. In fact, I'd like for you to write that down. Margin Matters. If you're doing too much, you won't have margin, you won't have room, or worse yet, you will have attitude. So Laura has been and her mom have been down with COVID, and I think I failed to mention they're they're both recovering, they're both doing better. Um, uh, Laura's mom's trying to get to Guatemala here in a couple of weeks. I, I need the people who are Prayer warriors, and you, if you're a praying person, I need you to pray because her son is a missionary in Guatemala. It's our mission trip this summer, but she's going in just two weeks. She's supposed to be on a plane in two weeks, but she needs, she needs a miracle healing for her body. And this is a praying woman, but I want to encourage you, church, if you would just pray for her that that would not be robbed from her because it means everything to go see her son and the work that he's doing down there. But they're both, they're both on the road to recovery. But during COVID, when they got it and they were down, a lot of their responsibilities fell, fell to me and then to Aunt Mary. And then Aunt Mary decided she was going to leave town. <laughs> She's like, I'm going to see all my ladies in Missouri. Woo! She's got a little key out of the soul. She's like, yeah, here I come, ladies. And they stay up and they pray bridge or... Dr- I don't know what they're doing all night, but... So she leaves town, and then I'm in charge, and I, and I realize, um, that's, and, and I, I don't mind, but I just tell you this, I'm a, I'm a better doctor than I am a nurse. I don't know if that makes sense. Like, a nurse will come in and be like, it's going to be okay, honey, you're going to be all right. The doctor, the doctor says, come in, see me, what's wrong? I'll tell you what's wrong now, I need you to move. I need you to go somewhere else, because you're sick. That's terrible. That is awful. That coming from the man who's preaching the word of God, but it's it's the gospel truth, people. So um, so Laura and her mom are down at Mary's out of town, and I gotta, I've got to make dinner, and I actually like cooking. I really enjoy cooking, so I'm excited about cooking dinner, and I'm going to stop by the store and get a couple little things that I, I need, And uh, but I don't get to leave work in time. And because I don't get to leave work on time, because I was working on this project, so I texted Laura, and I said, hey, I'm going to be a few minutes later than I thought I was going to be, and, and so I, I, I stayed later because I had, I had a project I was working on, and then I went to, to the store, and, and when I got to the store, I made a rookie mistake. I texted them while I was at the store and said, hey, if you need anything. (laughs) Why did I do that? I actually put in the text, because this is, by the way, let me back up and say, remember the previous snowstorm we had? So that's one, I said, I'm here, do we need anything, like an emergency, provisions to make it for the next few days? Mike, when did essential oils become essential how do we even get through the pandemic there was olives on this list i'm like we need olives to survive a snowstorm i don't even know where olives are at in the store they're by the pickles they're by the pickles by the way so I'm at the store, I'm clearing the list and and I don't know how you are, but when I go to the store, I got to clear the list. I got a list, I got to get everything. I got to get cuz I don't want to make another trip. So I just I get everything on the list. Now I'm really behind. I get home and I forget, "Oh, wait, I bought everything on the list." Now I got to unload it out of the car and I got to bring it into the house. I bring it into the house. I lo- it's all laying on the counter and Aunt Mary's off in Missouri woo, with her friends. <laughs> so she can't help me unload it. And then I got, "Oh, wait, I've got to I got to get the mail." And so I go out to get the mail and as I'm going out to get the mail, I'm not making this up. I go out to get the mail and I see my neighbor pulling in and I'm like, "Oh," and I speed up my pace to the cuz <laughs> I don't, want to, I don't have time to talk to my neighbor. And so I grab the mail, and I'm just like hauling it back into the house so he doesn't see me, and then I'm chopping up all the lettuce because we need dinner. And again, I, I got attitude. And I got attitude because I don't have margin. And I missed an opportunity with my neighbor. The very people that I am praying for very people. I'm asking God to give me opportunities. My neighbor's pulling in, but I don't have margin. Now, I know some of you are like, well, Brad, cut yourself some slack. Aunt Mary's out of town, and I mean, my goodness, they're down, and uh, Laura the other day said, um, you know, the reason you live with three ladies is because it takes three ladies to take care of you. (laughs) I am not going to dispute that at all. Because it's very, very true. <laughs> it's very, very true. And, um, but I, I, I didn't have margin because, I don't know if you remember what I said, I, I, I had a project I was working on. And I should have left the project undone because my family needed me. And if I'd left early and then I got to the store and I didn't have to get everything on the list, but I'm a list clearer. And I cleared everything on my list and because I cleared everything on my list. Now I get home and I don't have Margin. I don't have the margin and I miss the opportunity. Look at Luke 1040. Luke 1040. It says Martha was distracted by, by the what? The big dinner. By the big dinner she was preparing. It reminds me of growing up, man. When I was growing up, my my mom would be like, we've got company coming. And when she said that, it meant we were about to get busy, okay? I mean, we're gonna be cleaning everything. I had to clean my room and make my bed. I was like, why am I making my bed? They ain't gonna be coming in my room. They don't even have kids. Make your bed. And so we spent hours preparing, and she's making this big meal, and there would be a dessert, but that's for company. <laughs> I can't have the great dessert. She's like, you can have jello. What? <laughs> jello? And then there was like this dish anybody have that candy dish that remained empty? But when company would come over, there was magically beautiful things in there like M&Ms. Don't touch that; that's for company. My mom would always get mad. Who used the decorative soap? How can I tell the difference? I don't know. It's all soap. I didn't know I wasn't supposed to use it. Same thing happens to me as a man, as an adult. Laura's like, Who used my decorative soap? We have company coming over. I'm sorry. They had one room. Everybody remember the room you couldn't go in? Couldn't go in that room. No, no, cuz that room is for company. <laughs> what? My parents would leave, I'd go jump on the couch, I'd be all over that room all the time. This is this is Martha. Martha, she's made a big she's made a big dinner. Catch that? Not just a dinner. A big dinner. Cut her some slack. It's Jesus, Son of God, Messiah, come to die for the sins of the world. You'd be making a big dinner too, right? She's making this big dinner but she missed it. She didn't have margin. This is, we all do it. We all get caught up in the doing and we miss the opportunity in the being. Being, being present because we're, we're doing too much. I think one of the greatest gifts we can give with our time is just being present. Physically present, like carving enough time out that you can actually be and enjoy these moments. But when you're in that moment that you're actually mentally present, come on, somebody, you know what I'm saying? Like put the phone down. It can wait. Oh, come on. I'm preaching. Put the phone down. Can I tell you something? When you go to coffee with somebody, when you go to lunch with somebody, when you have people over, put your phone down, put it away. It can wait. Because every time you look at your phone, I'm going to give you some tips here. I'm I'm running out of time, but this is is going to help you all. We all think it's just a quick glance. So often we take our phones and we put them out on the table when you're spending time with somebody. Put it out on the table and it's face up. And then a little notification hits. We see your eyes moving down. You're trying to be sly. You're just kind of like. What you say to everyone in the room is you're not as important as that. we got to put the phone down. we got to be present. And So Martha, she's got attitude, right? Because she doesn't have margin. But, but Mary has margin. And the reason Mary has margin is because she said no to the big meal and yes to Jesus and the disciples and those who were gathered. So let me give you another quick practical tip here that will help you. It's a practical tool. Maybe it worked for you. Maybe it won't work for you. But this is what I do. Before you say yes, think about the no. Here's what I mean by that. Every yes is a no to something else. Every yes that you say is a no. Some of you have so much trouble. I can't say no to anything. I just say yes. to. They ask me to help. Yes, 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 yes. Because you can't say no. But you know what you said? No, 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 because you're saying no to something. Let me give you an example of this. On, on my calendar, I, I think it's there, yeah, yeah. On, on Monday nights at 7.30, you know where you're going to find me? Coaching 7- and 8-year-olds. That was a yes, but when I put that on my calendar, I knew I was saying no to something else and that no was to other things like that I have going on in my life and I had to say how important is this and what I believe because I've gone through core purpose and I believe and I know how God has wired me, I know how he's equipped me and I know what he's called me to and I know the joy that it brings me and my family knows the joy it brings me and so coaching young men is a yes for me. I don't even have a dog in the fight. I'm coaching Eric's boys. I mean, I just, I'm borrowing kids because I love coaching. Now, what's crazy is it's a total rec league, so we only have practice once a week, not, not twice a week or, or every night of, of the week, but we got a game on Saturday, and what I realized is when I say yes to that, I'm saying no to something else. And I did, I've done this for over 20 years of coaching because I know that I've been able to say yes at times because, well, here's the other thing, I knew it was Seasonal. I knew that it wasn't like, this is not going to be every week until Jesus comes. Well, I'm going to be gone five, we're going to be gone five nights a week and gone every weekend until Jesus comes or until you graduate high school. No, that's not how we rolled in our house. I said, no, this is only going to be for a couple months. And we knew as a family, it was something we enjoyed, something that our our kids enjoyed, and so we would do that, but we knew there was an end in sight. Like, I know here in March, the season is gonna be over, and we're gonna start breathing again, Because I, I, and so you gotta say, man, what am I saying yes to, and what am I saying no to? Remember, margin matters. Okay, let me get to this last one. If I've got enough time, I'll try to get to this. Ephesians 5.17, let's go back there, Ephesians 5.17. Paul says this, don't act thoughtlessly, But say this with me, understand what the Lord wants you to do. This is where all of us as followers of Jesus so often miss it when it comes to how we're spending our time. Have you asked God how he wants you to spend your time? Have you talked to God about what you're supposed to be doing each and every day? This is what I love about core purpose. Y'all going through core purpose right now. It's amazing because you're you're looking at it. You're going to go through that devotional this week in core purpose. Okay, God, how do you want me to use this? How do you want me to frame it? So I want you to write this down. Because if you want to give somebody the gift of time, write this down. Daily detox. You've got to daily detox. Daily detox. In other words, you've got to spend time with Jesus. You've got to find a place, find a time where you can push the world back, get into His Word, and hear what He is saying. Because this is what the world's going to do. The world is acting thoughtlessly, the world is running at an unsustainable pace. It's craziness right now with what's happening. I recently had a stress test done. And it was just a routine, they just wanted to get a, a gauge of where I was at, and there was no problems, but they said, Brad, we need to do a stress test, and um, so I had never gotten one, uh, and maybe you've gotten one, maybe you haven't got one, but I, I kind of knew what it was, they take you in and they put you on a treadmill. So I went in, I got on this treadmill, and they're like, okay, so uh, we're going to go, and we're going we're gonna to test your heart. And so okay, so I get on this treadmill, you know, and it's, it's doing one of these numbers, and they're like, you doing all right? And I go, am I doing all right? Of course I'm doing all right. I mean, I work out. Uh, Cause I do. I play ball. I play ball during the week, and, and then I, and I ride an exercise bike. I'm like, I, I I got this. I mean, at one point I just turned around backwards. I was like, yeah, <laughs> what's that? Yeah, and that's when they looked at me like, really? Okay. And then they did the incline on it. And they inclined it. I was like, all right, yeah, I I got it. You doing good? I got this. I got this. But the point of the test is to put your heart under stress. So they're not going to be like, okay, good. We'll just keep that up, Mr. Farnes. Are you doing so well? No, they inclined it more. And I'm like, they're like, you doing okay? I was not doing okay. (laughs) But I said, I'm doing great. And then I just grabbed onto those handles, you know, because I knew I'm going to be on my face here in a minute. And I just doing one one of these. And they're like, are you doing all right? And I'm like, yeah, 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 I'm doing great. (laughs) They looked up at my vital signs and they could tell I was not doing great. (laughs) So they shut it down and got me off that treadmill This is what we do. We we jump onto the treadmill of busy (laughs) and stress and (laughs) overcommitment. And I'm good. I'm good. And your vitals are saying that you're not. The vitals of your heart and your soul and your mind are saying that you, my friend, are about to crash. But we don't give much thought to our actions, we just keep running and ignore the vital signs and just keep running on this treadmill. In Luke 10, 39, it says this about Mary. Mary, she did what? Say it with me. She sat at the Lord's feet, listening to what he taught. Martha's in the kitchen. She's on the treadmill, (laughs) But, but Mary, she's at the feet of Jesus and she's She's listening and she's, she's learning. Can, can I just say that it's time to get off the treadmill? Come on, turn to somebody and tell them it's, it's time. It's time to get off the treadmill. You, you, you got to let your soul detox. And you got to sit at the feet of Jesus. I want to give you a practical tool. Last practical tool I'm going to give you here, and this is the challenge we've been having this year, and that's 22 in 22. The 22 and 22 challenge: taking 22 minutes a day, every day, to push back the world, to, to get off of the treadmill, push back the world, and just sit at the feet of Jesus i show you one more picture. This is for my calendar. This is where you're going to find me every morning. And I got it blocked out. I'm going to sit at the feet of Jesus. Some of you can't get past the fact that is that say 5 a.m.? Is he really up at 5 a.m.? Let me tell you why I get up at 5. One of the reasons I do is because my kids, uh, school, anybody got kids in school? How many got kids in school? You ever notice that school just starts earlier and earlier every year? Like pretty soon they're going to have your kids going to school at 3.30 in the morning. You're like, what are they doing? But I, I was like, used to be Ray, way later, and then my kids were like on me. They were there, and, they were, and I had to keep bumping it up to an earlier time. But I, I, I can tell you that I'm, I'm going to be up, and I'm going to be at the feet of Jesus, and I'm going to be pushing the world back. Imagine if you got off the treadmill for just 22 minutes a day and sat at the feet of Jesus. This pandemic it has been almost two years now. Anybody remember at the beginning when uh, everything was locked down for like six weeks? You know, like there was that six weeks where we just couldn't go anywhere, couldn't do anything. Do you remember how we were talking about how amazing that was? Like the time you had, you're like, all of a sudden, man, I I all of a sudden people became a priority. Suddenly I had I had margin. I I could detox and spend time with Jesus. And you're like, man, this is so great. I, this is who I'm gonna be, this is what I'm gonna do. And then and then they reopened everything. And have you noticed lately everybody's back on the treadmill? Everybody's back on the treadmill. What? What if we said as followers of Jesus, not me? i'm going to live differently because the thing we say to people is hey how you doing say busy i'm busy what if when somebody said hey how are you doing you said this i'm free but what i'm free man i focus on people i leave enough space and margin for that to happen I'm spending some time, and Jesus is giving me direction and guidance, and he's detoxing all the stuff from the world, all the things. Because here's what's happening. When you push back the world, they're going to be yelling at you from the kitchen. Get back on the treadmill. You need to get your kids in this. You're not a good parent. Because your kids are not doing this. If you were a good parent, you would have them doing this. If if you loved your your family, you would do this. If if you if you were committed to this work, you would be doing this and you'd be doing that. You need to sign up for this. You need to go here. You need to be here. They're gonna. They're not going to stop yelling from the kitchen. And I just want to encourage you. God has given you some time. Time is a gift from God, and the time that He's given you is a gift to be given